In years gone by, this guy, this black and white man you see before you, if you are watching the video version of this podcast, he worked at Microsoft. That's right. I spent many, many a year working at Microsoft. And one of the things that I got to spend several years working on was Windows 2000 and Windows ME, but we're not going to talk about that because I have PTSD still over that release. And since it is Windows 3.1 week here at the Lund Duke Journal, where we are marveling in the glories that is Windows 3.1, I thought it would be fun to take a little side, side detour and talk about how Windows 3.1 applications ran on Windows 2000 because it's actually kind of an interesting topic. This is the Lund Duke Journal Technology Podcast for Friday, September let's say 22nd, it's September 22nd, the year of our Lord 2023. Uh, by the way, side, side note, go to lunduke.com. There's a series of links there where you can get the, the RSS podcast feed for, for this show, where you can see where you can watch all the video versions of this show, where you can get all of my eBooks, where you can get all of my articles. There's a massive number of articles, including ones where I absolutely skewer the big tech people. So go on over to lunduke.com and you'll find all those links there. It's glorious. Consider subscribing because we do not take any money ever under any circumstances from any tech company. It's just a policy we have and we don't break it. All right, let's talk about this because this is this is kind of neat. So in in Windows, in Windows NT, you it does not have native support support for Windows 3.1 software. It just doesn't. Now many people who ran Windows 2000 and and Windows XP were used to being able to run Windows 3.1 apps. They worked. Uh, 99% of the time they worked. There were a few occasions where they really didn't, but most of the time they just worked. And Microsoft is heralded. I mean, they are, for all the things they do wrong, they are generally, until fairly recently, regarded as kind of the gold standard in maintaining backwards compatibility of their operating systems. You know what I mean? I mean, when you can run a Windows 3.1 app in Windows 95 and Windows 98 and <clears throat> Windows ME and Windows 2000 and Windows XP, and I mean, it's, it's amazing. That, that's an amazing amount of backwards compatibility, and that's fantastic, right? So how did they do that exactly? Because there was no, these were not the same kernels. Windows 2000 and Windows 3.1 were nothing alike. They were light years different. I mean, Windows 2000, as the splash screen tells you, was built on NT technology, which is a really weird way of phrasing it because NT stands for new technology. And so the phrase that they have on their splash screen literally says built on new technology technology, which is adorable. And if I was in marketing there, I don't not know that I would have signed off on that one. But I digress. So how did they run Windows 3.1 apps? Well, what they did is they used a complete PC emulator, not, not a complete one, a partial PC emulator. Literally, it's a virtual machine emulating what is essentially a hobbled 486, uh, 386 with some extra instructions that ran DOS, a modified emulated version of MS-DOS 
5.0. This was called the NTVDM, the NT Virtual DOS Manager or Virtual DOS Machine. NTVDM. I saw those those letters a million times and I just realized I don't know if the M stands for manager or machine. I'm sure I knew that at one point. I guess that was I guess that was almost a quarter of a century ago that I was working on this. <laughs> I'm both doing this from memory. Um, but uh, so the NTVDM. So what happens is inside of Windows 2000, right? And this this holds true for for XP as well. Let's say you want to go run a DOS piece of software, right? Those aren't DOS machines. That's not a DOS kernel. You, there's no native support for DOS on these machines at all. So what happens? Well, the NTVDM launches, and it launches a virtual machine that emulates MS-DOS 5.0. And I say emulates because it is not a pure MS-DOS. It's it, it borrows components from MS-DOS, but it also has other things that just kind of represent as MS-DOS. And in fact, this sort of system borrows a bit from the virtual manager in Windows 3.1. So we got to go back a little bit here. In Windows 3.1, when you launch, launch a DOS command prompt, you are actually creating a virtual machine. I don't know if a lot of people realize this, but Windows 3.1 has both cooperative multitasking for Windows 3.1 apps and preemptive multitasking for DOS applications because each DOS application runs in its own its own virtual machine that is completely independent of all the other DOS virtual machines totally independent right but the Windows 3.1 applications are all run using the same kernel with the same scheduler. And so those are cooperatively multitasked. That's why Windows 3.1 gets kind of a bad rap for multitasking because a Windows 3.1 app that's behaving poorly can take down your whole system, can cause all your other Windows 3.1 app, apps to lock up. But a DOS application in Windows 3.1 it's preemptively multitask, baby. It's sweet, right? So they had two completely separate kernels, and one of them kind of handled all of those preemptive multitasked DOS-emulated instances. Now, Windows NT borrowed a bit of that and went way, way further and actually created a complete virtual machine environment for running DOS applications built around DOS 5.0. So where does Windows fit into this? Well, in order to make the Windows 3.1 software work, what happens is you run a Windows 3.1 app in Windows NT5 or Windows 2000 or Windows XP. And what happens is that NT DOS manager, that virtual machine that handles DOS, it kicks off an instance right now now here's where it gets gets funky because windows 3.1 runs kind of it's kind of bootstrapped upon dos right and these instances these virtual device managers they provide the ability to run an isolated windows 3.1 environment so what you're really doing is running a extremely hobbled down Win 16 environment on top of a DOS virtual machine on top of Windows NT. So Windows 2000 kicks off the DOS virtual machine and then the Win 16 environment that is based really heavily. I mean, it it's not like a fresh piece of code. It's based really heavily on Windows 3.1. 
And in that environment, you can run as many Windows 3.1 applications as you want, but it's cooperatively multitasked, just like Windows 3.1 is. So what's crazy is, I think this is just, it, it's weird to me. I spent a lot of time testing this back when I was doing it. This was back in, you know, 1998, 1999, 2000, thereabouts. If you launch, you can launch as many DOS applications in Windows 2000 as you want. Each one is independently, preemptively multitasked because each DOS machine is running separately. If you run Windows 3.1 applications, you are effectively in a singular, cooperatively multitasked environment that is essentially a streamlined, program manager-free Windows 3.1. So if one Windows 3.1 app crashes on a Windows 2000 or Windows XP machine, it will crash all the other Windows 3.1 apps. But the machine will still keep running and all other DOS applications that are running on that machine that are not Windows 3.1 will continue to run just fine because they're all running independently and preemptively multitask. It's kind of cool, right? I mean, it's... It's uh, it's kind of amazing that that actually works. And not only did it work, but it worked incredibly, incredibly well. Now, here's something that, that kind of bugs me a little bit. This functionality worked tremendously well. And while a lot of resources went into the initial design and development of it, very little was required to continue that along. So Windows XP, for example, got the Windows 3.1 compatibility for free, essentially. It, it, I mean, people had to test it, and I'm sure bug fixes had to be made. I wasn't around during the Windows XP development days. I was long gone from Microsoft. No, I wasn't. I was at Microsoft, but I was working on the Mac side of things by that point. So I never really played with that. But the total amount of engineering investment into getting Windows 3.1 apps to continue to function under XP was limited because they weren't adding any new features to Windows 3.1, right? And so, and they were still continuing to keep the DOS functionality around. What annoys me is modern versions of 64-bit Windows have dropped that. Now, yes... Yes, I agree. Do a lot of people still want to run DOS and Windows 3.1 applications in 2023? No, no. I, mean, I guess a lot of people don't. But people like us do. And wouldn't it be a cool feather in Microsoft's cap if they could say it's 2023 and we still support applications written in the 1980s and early 1990s? I mean... What a cool brag, right? That's a boast. That's a big boast. It doesn't even have to be all of them. They could literally dedicate one tester and one developer to saying, okay, you guys keep the NTVDM running on Windows 11, Windows 12, Windows 13, whatever versions. And you keep that, that little mini Windows 3.x kernel up and going so that Windows 6, Win 16 applications, 16-bit Windows applications will continue to function as best you can, right? It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't, it doesn't have to work 100% of the time. It doesn't even have to pass certain requirements of running specific applications. Just do your best. 
That way, when we stand up on stage, at the end of our announcement keynotes, of all the amazing new whiz-bang features of Windows 10, Windows 11, Windows 12, Windows 14, 17, whatever, you can stand up and say, oh, by the way, still running the Windows 3.1 version of Microsoft Word? That still runs over a quarter of a century later at a time when Apple is continually dropping backwards compatibility, right? Do they support Windows uh, Mac OS 9 apps anymore? No, they're, they're dropping increasingly Mac OS X applications as well. They're just dropping backwards compatibility support. Now, you know, a lot of Mac people will be like, oh, Lundu, you're not being fair. They support backwards compatibility for five, six, sometimes seven years. No, no, no. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. If you're not, if you're not backwards compatible with your own operating system back a quarter of a century or more, you're not that backwards compatible. I'm sorry. You're just not. Linux has a little bit of this problem, too. It's kind of hard to run Linux applications compiled in the 90s. Try it. Try it. Go and grab an an X or graphical application for Linux compiled in say 1997 and try running it on a modern version of Ubuntu. Go ahead. I dare you. I dare you. Most of the time you're going to have no luck whatsoever. I mean, just none at all. I mean, heavens to Betsy, that's assuming that you can find a package that will actually install on your system. I, good, good friggin' luck. Um, I'm, app images make that a little bit easier, but still it's not, it's not an easy thing. But Microsoft had the opportunity, they had the ability to keep Windows 3.1 and DOS software compatibility forever. They, they architected it wonderfully. They created a complete virtual environment that worked perfectly. I mean, really, in Windows 2000, Windows XP and onward. And they scrapped it. And yeah, would, is there some business thing where where just tons of businesses need to run windows 3.1 apps but really want to upgrade to windows 12 not not really not in any significant amount so i get why they dropped it but wouldn't that have been a cool brag be like we're microsoft when we make an os we stand behind it forever i mean that's a cool brag but they opted out they opted to go the pansy way and drop all that ntvdm stuff and everything disappointing terribly 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 disappointing all right everybody if you haven't joined us for windows 3.1 week there's still time if you're if if you're listening or watching this on or around september 22nd uh windows 3.1 week will be running until next wednesday morning on september 27th so go ahead join us over at the lunduke journal community at lunduke.locals.com talk about windows 3.1 post pictures of your favorite apps and games post video clips or pictures or articles or reminisce or whatever about windows 3.1 stuff we've got some more fun stuff coming and i'm pretty sure you're going to enjoy it all right everybody with that ladies and gentlemen boys and girls nerd and nerdettes i do declare and podcast.